Welcome, everybody, back to Political Dish Radio. And before we continue, please listen for a second. I have some great news for you. Not only are we back on YouTube, we're on Instagram, Spotify, Apple, Google, BeanPod, Podbean, whatever. Oh, but we're on all that. And we're also on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're listening or watching right now, we are actually cross-promoting right now. And we're going to be on 5, 6, 7, 8, somewhere between 10 and 15, 15 different platforms. Told you we're going to have a new studio, and here it is, folks. Now, today's special is Political Disc Radio's Top 5. 5. This is Political Disc Radio's Top 5 Tag Teams of All Time. And at number 5 comes three-time World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated. Ted DiBiase, and one IRS who was actually played by Micro Thunder. Now, here's a side note. IRS himself um, just debuted about a few years, about a year or two before Money Incorporated actually started. However, the person who actually played IRS, Micro Thunder, was actually at WrestleMania 1 in a tag team title match, the U.S. Express. Versus Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. Then Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik actually won that one. But anyway, for those who don't know, technically speaking, IRS was in WrestleMania uh, title match but quite a few years before Ted DiBiase even made it to WrestleMania. Now that that's over and done, these are three-time tag team champions, and they feuded with the Nasty Boys, Natural Disasters, the Road Warriors, not the Legion of Doom, and I'll tell you why in a second. Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake wise, and they defeated all of them. Yes, all of them. Now, Ted DiBiase and Erwin R. Seister, whether it was a year or two later in the Midland Dollar Corporation, or it was when Ted DiBiase showed up at WCW as part of the NWO, and then Micro Thunder followed it at BK Wall Street. Get it? Vincent Kennedy, Wall Street, allegedly. Anyway, they were doing everything in their power to stop them. At the time, even in WCW, Ted DiBiase and Michael Thunder continued to be a part of a team, a stable, a faction, whatever you want to call it. Therefore, it is Political Dishes Radio has officially given the number five spot to the greatest professional wrestling tag team of all time, Two Money Inc. Congratulations. Hand clap for them. <laughs> That was fucking. At number four, we just mentioned this before, folks. Why is the Road Warriors the Road Warriors? But they were leading the doom when they came to the World Wrestling Federation. That's why I'm not labeling the Road Warriors the leading the doom because the leading the doom was only pertains to the World Wrestling Federation, technically speaking. See, here's the history of why the Legion of Doom should not be called the Legion of Doom. They should continue to be called the Road Warriors, and why they have the number four position. 1983 with Paul Ellering. 1983 with Paul Ellering, the Legion of Doom debuted in NWA Georgia Championship Wrestling. 1984, they have actually started a stable with Paul Ellering, the Road Warriors, Jake the Snake Roberts, the Spoiler, and at one time, King Kong Bundy. Yes, even King Kong Bundy. Altogether, they formed the Legion of Doom. Okay. Hawk and Animal are being the Road Warriors, and they'll be at number four. They are not going to be labeled the Legion of Doom, because the Legion of Doom itself not only was a stable, but at one time, there was also 
Josh, no offense to Josh, great wrestler. Then you had Heidenreich. Then you had a few other people who made up the Legion Doom. Same thing with Warriors, uh, Road Warriors. But for right now, we're just going to count the Road Warriors and the Road Warriors only. The Road Warriors team from 1983 all the way until 2003. 20 years. Up until, um, unfortunately. Last appearing in Japan, the Road Warriors dropped the title to the Shane Queens on July 11, 2003. Three months and one week later, just about, Hawk actually passed away, unfortunately, on October 19, 2003. Animal passed away September 22, 2020. Not even a year ago, folks. They won the titles in WWF, NWA, AWA, and New Japan. So they were actually worldwide known, especially in New Japan. Now, you have guys that rough and tough as the Road Warriors, going from company to company to company, then going over to New Japan, then coming back, and they could just come and go as they please, because they were that rough and that tough. Yes, folks, a lot of you guys don't realize that in New Japan, it was a lot, lot real than it is in America back in the 1980s and the 1990s. Thirteen, probably even more, jump state tag team championship in their entire career, 20 years span. Congratulations to the Road, uh, Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Congratulations to the Road Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen, the Road Warriors fall at number four. And coming in at a number three spot, these two men, well, more than two, technically, have actually debuted all the way back May 3rd of 1957. I'm talking about the fabulous a lot of people assume that the Fabulous Kangaroos are actually originators of tag team wrestling, but they're actually not. They actually main, uh, mainstream professional tag team wrestling, if you want to call it. Um, they've actually, there are Australian rules. Originally, Australian rules was tag team rules, which is why a lot of people associate the Fabulous Kangaroos with originating tag team champions, even though they did, but they were the Personification. The fabulous kangaroos were the personification of professional wrestling. They were tag team specialists before Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. They were a legit tag team before the Blackjacks even up the new Blackjacks, the Blackjacks. Now, Costello and Heffernan made up the team of the fabulous kangaroos. Later on, Heffernan left, and it became the team of Al Costello and Ray St. Clair. Then on, it went from Al Costello and Don Kent. Both of them were replacing Heffernan. Then it went from Don, the team of Don Kent and Bruno Becker, who actually played Johnny Heffernan, who was playing the kayfabe cousin of Heffernan himself, the original Heffernan. In 2003, both of the original Fabulous Kangaroos were actually inducted into the 2003 Professional Wrestling Hall. Sadly, neither of the original fabulous uh, kangaroos was actually alive to witness that or be honored by that. The original tag team specialist debuted May 3rd, 1957 in Stu Hart's Fabulous kangaroos have about 35 to 40 tag team championships underneath their belt, including United States, Canada, Japan, and Puerto Rico, all across the world, folks, and for that, the fabulous kangaroos get spot number three as the greatest 
tag teams of all time in the history of professional wrestling. 1957, they took that spot. Congratulations to Patrick King. Drew, they are at number three. <laughs> the team of Robert Gibson and Marty genetically, ironically, teamed to reform a twist of the Rockers and the Rock and Roll Express, which was the Rock and Rockers. Which is really weird because the rocker Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty actually was a ripoff of the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. That's why they were called the Midnight Rockers. They actually took their name from the Rock and Roll Express. So logically thinking about it, technically the team of Marty Jannetty and Robert Gibson, if I'm not mistaken, yes. The team of Marty Jannetty and Robert Gibson should have technically still been called the Rock and Roll Express. Not mistaken, right? Anyway, we're not counting Marty Jannetty in, but they were the IWA uh, tag team champions in Japan. Rock and Roll Express, over 40 tag team championships, folks. On top of that, they had title changes in the United States and Korea as well. In 1983, they're still active wrestlers 38 years later. Not that much to say about the Rock and Roll Express anymore, except that they're one of the greatest. They're still Okay, um, Robert Gibson, I believe it was, or, no, 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 I'm lying. It was either Ricky Morton or Robert Gibson. I believe it was Robert Gibson can still do the Canadian crusher. Rock and Roll Express, folks, is at number two for the all-time great tag team professional wrestling history. At number one, folks, if you guys haven't been listening to our podcast, and obviously you don't know who number to begin with. The one, the only, Stevie Ray, Booker T, Harlem Heat falls in at the number one spot in the greatest professional wrestling tag team in history, according to political history. Yes, Stevie Ray and Booker T, we've already did a podcast on how great Stevie Ray and Booker T actually is at Harlem Heat. They can fit into any, and I mean any generation including today, and they will walk away with Hanging Gold. That's how great Harlem Heat is. On top of that, folks, let me give you a little rundown of who exactly Harlem Heat is. They were trained. Stevie Ray and Booker T were both trained by the impeccable Ivan Putschke, the Polish power himself. And Scott Casey, which is a weird combination of Scott Casey and Ivan Putschke. That's just a weird combination, but okay. 1989. Huffman Bros, Western Wrestling Alliance. That's what they were called, the Huffman Brothers, in 1989, when they actually debuted. Officially debuted in August of 1993 in WCW, calling themselves Another side note, folks, which makes Harlem Heat one of the greatest tag teams of all time is for the simple fact that they were built as Harlem Heat, even though Booker T clearly had a deep southern accent. And people still look past it and look at them as Harlem Heat. I couldn't understand it because I was listening to Booker T's accent. And Stevie Ray, too, just a little bit. But to me, Booker T definitely has a southern accent. Being, you know, from Texas. He might live in Texas now. I don't know if he was born in Texas. But he definitely was not from Harlem. <laughs> you could tell by the accent. WCW. While in WCW, Harlem Heat, Booker T, and Stevie Ray ended up splitting up in 1999. They were 14, 14 time tag team champions. 
now check this out, folks. Together they have a combined total of seven television championship reigns between them. Booker T with six, Stevie Ray with one. Booker T is a two-time WWE Hall of Fame. Stevie Ray is also in the Hall of Fame one time with his brother Booker T. Once again, folks, you guys can put the 14-time tag team champions in any year, any decade, any generation of professional wrestling, and they will take over. They main evented and feuded with Hope Hogan. Everybody remembers that promo, Booker T. Thank you, folks, for watching. That was our list, Political Dish Radio, Top 5 Professional Wrestling Tag Teams of All Time. You guys don't agree with the list, or if you agree with the list, or if there's somebody we left off, or if you don't agree with the exact number of orders that they were listed in, please let us know below. And while you guys are watching, remember, like, subscribe, and always remember, like, subscribe, share, comment. Thank you guys for watching for political history.